Hi, Abby. How are you doing? Hey, Dylan. I'm not doing so great, actually. And um, I hate to break it to you, but neither are you. Oh, boy. Why? (laughs) So... The ship that we were just on um, just went down. Um, uh, okay, yeah, this is bad. <laughs> it's it's bad. And in case you forgot, because, you know, you hit your head on that plank of wood trying sure. to scramble from the wreckage, um, we, are, we are 19th century sealers, and we were trying to sail around the Auckland Islands, which is this group of islands 300 miles south of the southernmost tip of New Zealand. This is sounding harrowing. This is but okay. So we are sealers, <laughs> not not uh-huh. just sailors, but sailors hunting seals. Right. It's a it's a hot sealing spot. So this isn't the first time a ship has gone down. Got it. But we make our way up, and um, we realize all of our supplies, our food, has gone down with the ship. So you know, it's looking bleak. Yeah. What are we gonna eat? We're gonna we gotta like uh, you know find some dandelion greens or whatever. This, that doesn't grow here. I don't know. What are we going to eat? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll put you on the dandelion green searching squad. Okay. So we're sitting there. The wind is whipping. And out of the mist steps a pig. Hey, that is a thing that we can eat. Also, though, like, aren't we on an island in the middle of absolutely nowhere? Yeah, exactly. So Why? <laughs> Because these islands had a castaway problem, you know, a number of ships had crashed here before. Mm. Um, This British mariner is like, you know what? Let's stock these islands with pigs, among other animals, so that any future survivors of shipwrecks won't go hungry and spend all of their time before their death searching for dandelion greens. So... The, someone put these pigs here because so many ships crashed that they just assumed people would end up stranded on this island. Yeah, seems like um, a questionable form of problem solving. Also, yeah, just stop sailing into this island. <laughs> yeah, you know, what what got these pigs here is strange. And what ends up happening to them hundreds of years down the line um, is perhaps even weirder. Uh, I know you I know you just got off of a sinking <laughs> ship, but um, our story today is going to take us from the Auckland Islands into a local mayor's office inside of a high security quarantine facility and finally into the human body. That's a lot of places. I'm excited. If you're looking for a place, where the wide-open skies and the towering mountains inspire you to find an untapped part of yourself. You might want to take a trip to Wyoming. It's a place where bold, curious spirits forge their own way on all types of adventures. There is no shortage of iconic, expansive landscapes out there. You can discover breathtaking hikes, stunning state parks, authentic Western culture, and other historic sites— along with the tales of famous outlaws like Butch Cassidy and pioneers like Buffalo Bill Cody. The truth lies west. Discover yours at TravelWyoming.com. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle. 
because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the bacon cheese slider, 1921 bacon cheese slider, or chicken bacon ranch slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 bacon bundle. White Castle, follow your crave. Okay, so we are shipwrecked sealers stranded on this island, like way, way south of New Zealand, getting close to sort of Antarctica territory. And the one good thing is that we have these pigs to eat. Yeah. Uh, and so it's good for us. But no one really thought about um, what the pigs were going to eat. Aha. Uh-huh. I can't imagine this ends well for the other species there. They end up like eating baby chicks and eggs of albatross uh, and other birds. They eat a lot of the native um, flora, too. And over the course of two centuries that they're on this island, they are more or less responsible for the disappearance of over 30 native species of birds. Um, So it's bad especially for the birds. Um, so by the, <laughs> by the late um, 1980s, 1990s, the Department of Conservation um, in New Zealand is like, we got to do something about these pigs. Yeah, yeah. It's actually not just pigs. They had also stocked these islands with rabbits, with cows, goats. Um, and everyone's kind of like doing their own damage. Um, that's when Michael gets a call. My name is Michael Willis. I'm the managing director of a wildlife park in Christchurch, New Zealand, called Willowbank Wildlife Reserve. So Michael is the guy you call when you spot a species somewhere that it's not supposed to be, and you need to get it out alive. Um, so he's kind of like a like a pig fixer. Uh, how do you how do you become Michael? How do you become a, a pig fixer? He runs a wildlife reserve um, and, you know, he has a lot of experience there and he's also interested in bringing some of these animals back with him. Um, But a lot of his pig fixing skills he chalks up to growing up in the mountains um, where he spent a lot of time close to animals. So hunting, you learn to think like an animal, you learn where animals will be, you learn the way they're going to run and just just their habits and then be able to handle animals and, and bring them back alive, so to speak, because it's really hard on some of them when they're being caught in the wild and then transported by boat and and, um, that sort of thing can be very, very traumatic. The Department of Conservation asks him to get on a ship, travel down to this island um, and capture some of these animals, starting with the rabbits. But going down, as as you and I know from our experience of being stranded on these islands. Right. Yes, of course. Yes. <laughs> they're treacherous. Truly. Yeah. So Michael and his team have to prepare for that. Um, and they literally pack body bags on their way down. People have, have um, tried to cross from one side to the other and never been seen of again. It's in a fascinating area, but it's not an area to be trifled with. But Michael and his team, they're pretty good. They do this a couple of times, you know, first for the rabbits. Um, when they go down to round up some of these pigs, they notice something a little weird. The pigs have changed. Fuck. Quite different in some ways because the climate is so harsh. They've 
developed quite a, a hairy, furry coat, and they've got hairy ears and a hairy tail. They say they reverted back to a wild type, so that gives them big shoulders and so on, like you'd expect from a, a wild pig that has to look after itself. I am getting less and less enthused about being on this remote island filled with pigs that have gone back to their like feral natural type i uh <laughs> obviously all this time on the island in isolation that's sort of there's been a little evolution there become these like <laughs> these kind of yeah like wild beast pigs yeah they are pretty brutal to you know albatrosses other birds but michael says that to humans Sometimes they could actually be pretty sweet. Hmm. They were actually very, very quiet, and even the wildest of them would be almost eating out of our hands after a couple of days. So they've got a really lovely temperament and quite quite special in that way. So they're they're giant, wild, hairy uh, pigs eating birds, uh, but also they're kind of kind. <laughs> yeah. They contain multitudes, mm. um, but their, their sweetness, you know, it also has its limitations. Um, they can be kind while they're being fed from someone's hand, but if you try to capture them, out come the fangs. They have very sharp tusks as well. One of the guys got quite a big gash in his leg uh, while trying to capture them, but um, a few stitches and um, he was fine. He was out hunting the next day. I'm back to my original position. I was, this, these pigs are terrifying and this island is a death trap. Uh, did everyone, <laughs> what, how did they do? Did everyone uh, come out okay? I mean, all gashes aside, yes. Um, the team ends up bringing about 17 of these pigs onto their ship and they head back to New Zealand. Okay, so mission success. Now they've got 17 living pigs. What are they going to do? So... Michael has a personal interest in taking some of them back to his reserve. Um, but, I mean, this is New Zealand, and it has really, really strict biosecurity laws. So, actually, because these islands are so far south, they are considered to be imported animals. Um, and so they, they've got to be quarantined before they're let into New Zealand. Wow. So we're talking, like, they have to build a whole new quarantine facility, um, it was going to be prohibitively expensive. And that's where this story takes a weird turn. And yet, yet, yet another. <laughs> <laughs> the next weird turn, okay. I should say. So the mayor at the time of the southernmost city of New Zealand decides to put his contingency funds toward building a quarantine facility for these, like, kind of random pigs. I, but why? I like, I mean, listen, that's nice. This seems like a lot of work to go to for, like, 17 random pigs. No offense yeah. to the pigs. It's a weird move, but he has this hunch that, like, there's something different about them because they've been on this island for 200 years. I love this. I love that this dude is just like, hey, who knows what's going on with these pigs? Let's keep them and put them in a special place. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so he does that. Um, okay. They build this quarantine facility. And while they're there, there's also a scientist um, who's doing cell transplant work, and he hears about what's going on. 
and he suddenly realised that these pigs could be just what he was looking for for his research because they had come from this isolated area. Most of the pigs in the world uh, contain viruses uh, which can be transferred into human beings. Whoa. Speaking of a another surprise turn. Basically, they want to figure out whether these pigs, which were like kind of in this 200-year-long quarantine of their own, if they had some of the same viruses all of the other pigs had or not. Huh. Tissue samples were sent to universities and laboratories all over the world uh, to be analysed, and they all came back clear of any viruses or any pathogens. So that then put them in a unique position. Throughout the 90s, there was a lot of concern over these viruses that that Michael is referencing, retroviruses Mm. basically that have a potential to to jump from pig cells into human ones. Um, And that was an obstacle for a lot of research that was being done, um, especially at the time. And so for a while, this herd of Auckland Island pigs Um, They were the only pigs uh, approved for this kind of um, cell transplant research in New Zealand. This is great. They go, so (laughs) first pigs, great. Castaways, eat them, wonderful. Later, not as good because the pigs are eating literally everything on this island, including all the birds. But then suddenly all of that time they are like, they're once again this kind of like savior for human beings beings in a weird way. Where what, what what's happening to them now? Are they still around? They're they're like kept in a pretty fancy place. These are the poster pigs of xenotransplantation or animal animal to human transplants. According to one article, they're worth $350,000 a pig. Ooh. Um And so this biotech company built this new multi-million dollar facility uh, just to house them. They are still held in a very, very high, secure, pampered quarantine facility so that they're not exposed in any way to any of the normal pathogens that any other pig in New Zealand or anywhere else would be exposed to. So when Michael says these are pampered quarantine facilities... He's not joking. Um, it has been referred to as the Ritz of Piggeries. Yeah. Um, rumor has it that they play classical music there. I, I, I love the, the, the journey that these pigs have been on. Yeah. It's an interesting existence that they've had. Um, it's really been one of like kind of a perpetual transplant story. As you said, they were put on this island to save humans from shipwrecks, um, then taken off the island to go into um, human brains, for example, which is the the clinical research study that's happening right now for for Parkinson's disease. So, you know, these pigs are by no means masters of their own fate, um, which kind of gets at a larger philosophical question um, around xenotransplantation and um, using animals for cell transplants and organs. All to say, yeah, these these pigs have kind of led their lives in sacrifice for humans. Totally. Are, are, Are they all off the island or are they all in this facility or what's the deal with the OG pigs? 
they are not all off of Auckland Island, though that's a goal for the Department of Conservation. Uh, they're hoping to eradicate them over the next 10 years. Hmm. Um, but it's going to take time and work um, because it's believed there's somewhere between 750 and 2,000 of those pigs still remaining there. Uh, Abby, I just, I just want to note, at $350,000 a pig, I, I feel like you and I, like, need to go take a trip and get some pigs, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, br- bring 10, maybe 20 off. Anyway, uh, what about Michael, who, like, started this whole thing by sort of going and transporting those first group of, of pigs off? Is he still involved in any way, or are, you know, the pigs now just in this quarantine facility? He has a few at his wildlife reserve. Hmm. And, you know, he kind of has a connection to them that seems to transcend their value as a source of food or a source of medicine. Um, you know, he he mentioned that he sees them on a daily basis. He walks past them a lot. Um, and when he does, he stops and he talks to them. And they talk back. They will sit there and they will pop their heads up and cock their ears forward and they'll make little grunting noises and, and uh, you know, they... They, um, they answer back. Uh, uh, pigs are very intelligent. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, um, you can underestimate a pig very, very much. This is an epic hero to villain, back to hero story. It's like uh, there's four seasons of, a, of, of an AMC drama in here about these pigs. <laughs> uh, well, Abby, uh, I really hope we capture this one on the island so we can survive and escape. I think you might have hit your head also because this story is wild. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, hopefully hopefully we make it off this island uh, thanks to these these pigs. Yeah. I mean, I'm a vegetarian, but... God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stick with the dandelions. Yeah. <laughs> Special thanks to Michael Willis for taking the time to talk to us about these Truly wild and incredible pigs. Our podcast is a co-production of Atlas Obscura and Witness Docs. The production team includes Doug Baldinger, Chris Naka, Camille Stanley, Willis Ryder Arnold, Sarah Wyman, Manolo Morales, Tracy Samuelson, John Delore, Peter Clowney. Our technical director is Casey Holford. This episode was sound designed and mixed by Luce Fleming. Our theme and end credit music is by Sam Tyndall. I'm Abby Peralt. Thanks for joining us. Witness Docs from Stitcher. The world isn't wide enough for those with an insatiable desire for discovery. The all-new 2024 Lincoln Nautilus Hybrid SUV offers the power and freedom to explore further and deeper than ever before. Intuitive, smart features ensure that you're always connected to the road ahead. Inside, a thoughtfully designed cabin immerses you in a universe that is all your own. The larger-than-life panoramic display spans the entire width of the cabin. It's customizable and interactive. Drivers can even personalize their backgrounds with a series of nature-inspired themes. This vehicle signals the arrival of an exciting new chapter for Lincoln. Discover more about the 2024 Lincoln Nautilus at Lincoln.com.
Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... I had a charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed.